Hi, I'm Sandra. This is a show of conversations about motherhood, parenting, and all the good stuff we call life. Follow me as I spread mommy joy and share my stories. This is a different kind of mommy. Hello and welcome back to A Different Kind of Mommy. I'm your host, Sandra Sims. I'm super excited about today's episode. Today's episode is called Mothering Multiples. Why I'm even more excited about this great topic is because my guest is no other than my sister, Sylvia. Woo woo. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Hello. So why I thought it would be perfect to have my sister on the show today is because she has twins everybody always talks about how oh it's so great to have twins i want to have twins it's so cute but i feel like until they know what we've gone through they have no clue specifically you (laughs) they have no clue that is actually one of my biggest pet peeves when i hear people ask questions about twins i've always wanted them that must be so fun yeah so not until these twins have blessed our lives do we realize kind of the craziness that's happened so before we get started I want to say excuse my raspy voice I don't know what's happening but it's kind of like my little sexy tone here so you'll hear that with some recordings I'm doing today um and let's start with a brief introduction tell the people about who you are and um a little bit about your kids Okay, so I have three children. My first is named Samantha. She's 11 years old. And my twins are um, going to be four years old next month. And That's right. It's almost June. It's almost June. Yep. And there's an eight-year gap between my first and the twins. Wow. So you, that's that's huge in itself, too. That's a good topic, too, right there. Yes. Age gaps. Yeah. I was pretty nervous about that in the beginning, but it turned out to be... um, a blessing yeah. yeah a blessing in disguise yeah um so i have three kids again and all three girls so yeah. i know nothing about boys my twins are fraternal Good. not identical yes. so they look completely different um uh, let's it. see what else so the first thing to start with is i guess i'd like to ask or not ask talk a little bit about the emotions of a mother from going to one kid to yeah. three because that's like that's huge yeah. when you like you don't even get this second child thing to go through. It's um, it's really stressful at sometimes um, to go from one to three with an eight year gap. It's like starting all over again. But with two. So that's even. So double crazy. the trouble. Yeah. OK, so double the trouble. So it's it's these two personalities at the same time going through the same emotions mm-hmm. and you know the same obstacles everything is is a fight and so and ladies they beat up on you okay they tag team <laughs> they 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 beat you up you are always outnumbered tag, yeah you're yeah. outnumbered um i've seen it they they do it daily it's um yeah it's crazy you have no clue guys yeah so think about when you first heard yep. you were pregnant, when the doctor says, surprise, twins. Yep. Like, what were you thinking? So what was, what was happening our our uh, situation was a little bit different. We, Me and my husband had discussed, okay, let's try again for another one. One being <laughs> one, one. part of the plan. <laughs> and um, initially, we had some, some problems conceiving our first daughter. It took about three years with her. So we were fully prepared to take a couple of years to try for this next one and that involved like um you know uh, body temping and just you know checking your ovulation and everything like that and so we had just discussed 
the possibility of another child. And a week later, I started feeling sick and I knew I was pregnant. And how I knew that I was pregnant um, with twins is the very moment that I took the, the pregnancy test because I was a week past ovulation and my pregnancy test was extremely dark. And that happens when your hormones are really high. So you mean high. when you like pee on the stick? Yep, when okay. I peed on a Got stick, it. it was as if I was like two months pregnant. And so, and it had only been a week since I didn't you know, realize you could conception. tell that on for the pregnancy stick. The darker, the darker the line, the, the more your the more hormones are in your system. Okay. So I knew immediately. I never knew that. Okay. Yes, I okay. knew immediately. So our initial doctor's appointment, I took my husband and my daughter with me. And, you know, she she's like, okay, yeah, you're pregnant. Let's take a look. Nice. And we laid on a table. We took a look and we're looking around and she's like, yeah, there it is. There goes your baby. You see the heart. I was six weeks, um, six weeks pregnant. And she saw a little flicker and she's like, okay, yeah, you know, everything looks good. And I'm like, wait, hold on. I see another flicker. And she's also oh, like, you saw the flicker. She's like, that must be, um, she thought it was a shadow. And I said, no, that's not a shadow. I'm seeing two separate flickers. So, ladies, this is a.k.a. Sylvia the GYN. Self-diagnosing. Telling the, G- telling the GYN what she hey, sees in her I know nurse. what I saw. I saw two flickers. And she could not tell me otherwise. No shadow is going to flicker. So, she turned around like and got another another view. And she was able to see both heartbeats at the same time. So baby A, so, baby B. Baby A and baby there B. There we go. Nice. And we were so happy. Can she tell from that point if it was fraternal or identical? At um, that we point? had to wait a couple of weeks later okay. to see. Um, I can't even remember what it's called, but there's like a line that separates them when they're fraternal. Or, okay. And so mm-hmm. when she could see that line, then yeah. Got then it. Knew. So how was pregnancy with the twins? What a disaster. was it like versus Samantha versus yeah. the single child? My first child. child was very easy pregnancy. She went right up to the end. Um, she was born. We were induced two days before her actual due date. It was easy peasy. No big deal. The twins, however, were a totally different um, case. What I had problems happened? from the the you know, the minute they, they were conceived, um, it was just low hormone levels and all kinds of different things. And towards the end, so, so my twins didn't make it all the way to the end. To the end as in? As in 40 weeks. Well, with twins, it's more like 36, 37 weeks. We made it to 31 weeks. They were nine weeks early. And this is because baby A, also known as Celeste, the terror, the terror right she, now. She is, yeah, the ringleader. She had her foot in and out of my uterus for about a month. Really? Correct. Out of my okay. cervix, cervix, I should say. Cervix. Yeah, not okay. uterus, right. Okay. So we, I was um, admitted into the hospital for four weeks because I was two centimeters dilated and her foot was in and out and we were just hoping she would turn and all of this mess. So have you heard stories about, is it common to have a a, a difficult maybe twin pregnancy? I, I don't know anybody else with twins. So I'm not really sure. Maybe it just happened to be like your pregnancies were a little bit I mean, different. I guess like every other pregnancy, it just, just depends, depends on the person yeah. and the person's body. Yeah. In my case, you know, um, the twins came early because of that. Got it. Yeah. So the twins come and reality hit. What yep. is life like how are days and nights in your house i remember in the beginning yeah. or like okay. after everyone left so i tried i tried to think 
in the hospital it was all so oh they're so yes. cute and to remind people they stayed in the hospital for, for a month yeah they, yeah, they were in NICU weeks. for a month because mm-hmm. baby A was two pounds nine ounces mm-hmm. and baby B ended up being two pounds 14 mm-hmm. ounces they couldn't be sent home until about five pounds so they were little and when they were ready to go home one went home before the other Correct. one right I remember we went we took one home and we were like oh one has to stay we still did the plan like who stays with them overnight Correct. and stuff like that so when they finally we both home excited, at the same time both home at the same and and people it was so cute we bring back the other baby so she could spend time with her sister yeah they visited each other and they stayed in the same whatever incubator incubator Mm -hmm. together it was so i mean it we thought it was so cute they probably were oblivious to what was happening but it was like oh it was also a really stressful time like uh you never knew when you were gonna walk into NICU if something was gonna be wrong or yes because that by this time you had already gone home correct so you were home with one baby you was discharged with one baby well celeste Celeste came home almost Couple three days, days after, okay. so she didn't stay in the hospital long. But it Got was it. a whole month process of not knowing what you were going to walk into the NICU in. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Okay. So they we, we, we strap them in. We bring we, them home. We bring them home. We get through the door. And like you said, it, it's it's cool when you have help and people yep. are there when reality set and everyone goes home and you have to deal with it by yourself. Yep and it's dark and it's at night and it's you two or even Samantha you three versus them two what is is it like so I have to tell your audience a story I had to go back to work and I had not arranged any childcare yet Um, I just didn't find anything that I liked yet and Sandra my sister was on sabbatical from work at the time so it was perfect because I was like oh yes she can stay with the twins so let's talk let's tell them what sabbatical is in case some people don't get sabbatical from work so at the company that we work for every six years you work you get six weeks of vacation perfect and at the time my sabbatical was coming and I had planned to travel the world but somebody Uh -uh. decided they were gonna have give birth so the oh I decided So the plan was instead of me traveling the world, I was going to help her. But with my job, you can also tack on extra time. So I tacked on three weeks vacation. So it was a total of nine weeks vacation that I had committed to my baby twins to help. And so. (laughs) So let's continue to to day one of committing to help. Right. I went to work. This I, is now this is when she went back to work. This is of after, course, like, not, yes. Like, yeah. This is afterwards. Um I went to work, I came home and I walked through the door and Sandra looked like she had been dragged through a hurricane and I will tell you. Let let me let me tell you what happened here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear your side. These twins <laughs> cried all goddamn day. When I tell you all day, don't say these twins. It was one specific okay, twin. So the personalities are of these twins are how they were born and exactly how they are today. Celeste is more of the attention one. You need to give her the most attention and be with her, coddle her, love her, and she is she's the shit. She's the the head bitch in charge. She's number one. Sydney is very calm and laid back and yes. very low key, and Easy, that is baby. just her persona. So when I had to watch these two, of course, I don't know nothing about these personalities as of yet, but they sure taught me really quick. That's Sally. I could not put her down for a hot second, a millisecond before she would cry her ass off. And she cried all All day day long. long until her voice left. Okay. I... You're talking about single Sandra here, no, no kids. kids, and the most 
that I, I mean, of course, I have a lot of kids always around me. I have expertise. But not like this. But I go home at the end of the day. We all remember those days where you love other people's kids and you go home. Well, these damn twins, I couldn't go home. So it was the first day that I really felt like she rocked my world with yes. that crying. And, and I walked through the door and Sandra didn't even let me take my jacket off. I was pissed. Before she was like, I have to go. Here, <laughs> here are your kids. I have to go. And I was like, well, can I at least take my jacket off? I mean, she I'm left so my house so upset. <laughs> I felt like I had to apologize on their behalf. We sent her a text message yeah, of a you picture, right? Did. Apologizing, saying, TT, we so sorry. Come back. We're so s-. And at this point, I'm thinking, oh, my God, my babysitter just left. What am I going to do? Because she's not coming back. I had no intention, ladies and gentlemen, of coming back. Oh, uh, yes, you did. You just, they ran me rugged. I didn't know what to, to get do. Used to I it. was not mentally prepared. I thought they would sleep all day. Yeah, right. I thought I had to feed them. And let me tell you, it is not easy doing it by your... I, yeah. Listen, all those single parents out there who have twins i empathize with you because i was holding one and feeding one while one was crying waiting to be felt fed yeah. when that one was done and full then it was changing one, yeah. it was putting to sleep and it was like constant it never stops i was exhausted i couldn't even hold them how do people even hold two kids at the same time like i could not arms. even hold them it was it was <laughs> ridiculous but i got home when I calmed down, their then text, you felt bad. The text message did make me make yeah. me feel bad. Then you I felt did, bad. I did. I felt I felt really bad, and I was <laughs> like, "Oh, Titi loves you." Let's see. I, I really had to mentally prepare myself for day, for day two, two. <laughs> because I knew I was the babysitter. And so day two, I was like, "I got you up a little tricks. <laughs> I'm gonna fix this. We gonna fix this right now." So anyway, moral of the story is it it really rocks your world, and if you thought that was bad bringing them home and taking care of them it's worse four years later like I, I, all of it too right when you think of supply wise the amount of pampers you need yeah. and baby formula because it's unbelievable you able to I wasn't able to breastfeed because they stayed in NICU and it just it just never kicked in it was the amount of laundry you have to do every the day feeding and they were on special formula correct to, to kind of so way more expensive oh my and, and it went through it like nonstop. yep it was just so much more work when you think of what you have to go to with one newborn yeah. think of that double almost it like double it but times 100 right? yeah it's just so much more it's more than you can possibly imagine yeah so i think you just if you are someone who really wants twins please get a perspective from a mommy who already come babysit has, who has twins send me a text message i'll be more than happy yeah so what are the struggles right now you think you're having with raising the twins um i would say the biggest struggle and is... what's great about it what's good they're de- well let's start with the struggle the the, the greatest struggle is their personalities so all they do is fight now and i literally i feel like i have two of everything so i don't know why you're fighting it doesn't matter they fight because they they fight over whoever touched the first thing first yeah and the second one wants it and i'm struggling right now with the teaching them to share and to be nice and it's weird because they go to daycare with other kids and And they're fine at school with other kids they love samantha they love they share with samantha they yep. share with summer, so they they're good. But once they get with each other, well, it's everyone that knows once chaos. 
your kids are not how they are with you as they are with everyone else. Everyone so else. let's get that out of the question. Everyone. They're angels to the babysitter, to the daycare, and, you know, at school. When they get home, you know, they tear shit up. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. So that's almost like the dynamic of the house. Correct. The it's always, you're, it's going to be crazy from the minute you walk through the door <laughs> until bedtime. It's just crazy. So you know those memes and you know those people that, those moms that be like, oh my God, coffee is my best friend. That is an understatement in Sylvia's house. Her coffee pot is always on. It's yep. always full. Always. It's always ready. She's always drinking coffee. And I see why. They just like, they will run you crazy. So if I you're not. I cannot. Like, <laughs> People ask me, how medication. do you do it? Caffeine and nicotine. Because if I am <laughs> no not way. smoking and drinking my coffee, I would be, you know, like curdled in a corner. They would drive me mad. So what's some good things about having twins? They're fun. They're getting they to a point where fun. they're fun and they're getting those little personalities where they'll tell jokes mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, they'll be sweet and they'll be loving. And they are very, as as crazy as they are, they are also very, very loving. I yeah, don't see them loving each other, but they're very Maybe not yet. <laughs> loving in their own way. So, it, it, you know, the good thing is I see their bonds. When one gets hurt, the other one comes running. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I yep. see them saying sorry to each other and like apologizing yeah. and you could see them molding into like these you yeah. know these little people and, and so that's the go, fun thing mommy not do that to sydney yeah. oh yeah. she'll defend yes, they'll her def sister they'll they'll defend each other so we have a nickname they are called pinky and the brain around the house one yeah. is like the brain which is Sally. she masterminds everything and <laughs> sydney is the muscle she's the bigger twin so she is the easier <laughs> twin but you have to watch her because she loses her temper she's also the muscle yeah so she's the one you're gonna call when you have a problem because she'll she'll be okay but celeste is going to have the plan so celeste is gonna have the plan she's the instigator she's the one that's she's gonna, the troublemaker the she's, troublemaker yeah. and yeah sydney is the one that's gonna clean up the mess she's yep. not gonna talk about it she's just gonna fix she's it just she's gonna, gonna come in and old, handle it she's the good old brooklyn the girl that got your back Correct. from brooklyn she's just she gonna fix call this her shit. if you need her <laughs> right how okay so they have a great sibling bond, Correct. right? Though they, it's crazy with each other. They love each other. Yeah. They still have that sibling bond. I mean, I think bond. all siblings yeah. go through that. What is that bond now that they have with each other that's different with Samantha? How do they tie that bond in? Like, what happens with that sibling relationship there? Like, because Samantha loves them and she plays with them all the Correct. time. And, but there is a huge age gap. Yes. So Samantha will sometimes want to be around them, want to play with them. Oh. But like... I'm, in a, in a heartbeat she's over so them. this is another struggle in my house uh, actually a really big one because samantha only wants to play with them when she's she wants ready. to play with them mm -hmm. correct she only wants to share her toys when she wants to share her toys and only the toys that she wants to share and so you know it's difficult having these conversations with her because sometimes she feels like life is not fair and she always has to be the one to sacrifice but you know they're they're three years old you if they want yeah. that pony, please give them the pony. For I don't have 10 minutes to hear sanity. her crying. Just give it up. Give her that damn pony. I, I try to explain to her, in five minutes, that pony is not even going to exist to them. So give it to her now and shut her up. Yeah, it's I've seen it. So it's a struggle. Samantha kind of feels like sometimes it's not fair because she always has to share or she always has to do something. But that's life. How do you divide your mommy time with them? Do you do like twin time and Samantha time or do you oh. do... One here, one there, and Samantha. So like, first how do off, you do, how do you do all time is twin time. There's no such thing as <laughs> but then, time without then I the feel twins. Bad for Samantha, right? So, so I try 
I try to have mommy and me time with Samantha on like Fridays or days when she has off of school that they yeah. don't. We'll like go to the movies or we'll go get our nails done on a day to day basis. I'm a working mom. I walk through the door at 530. They, nobody gets any single time, you know, at 530. Okay. You so know, talk about life. What's your routine? What's your day to day routine with like working and them going, and, to and going to school and then what happens after like give us a little glimpse of a day in a life maybe like a monday through sunday okay. thing so weekdays let's say monday through friday. friday so weekdays i wake up in the morning at about 4 15 a.m a.m 4 15 a.m so that i can get to work by 6 30 a.m and so in the mornings i do not usually get to see the kids except I peek inside their rooms make sure everybody's still Good, breathing okay. and then I get dressed and I leave so I have no interaction with the children in the morning so your husband is my husband do- correct my husband has a.m. shift which is you know he wakes them all up he gets everybody breakfast he gets them dressed and he Drops takes them off. to school and then that's it how I long are they in school they are in school from seven thirty, and then Twins. I don't see them again until 5.30 when so I pick, pick them up. up. Them and okay. Samantha. They okay. all have the same schedule. So 5.30, you know, I, I get to daycare and I get to school and I pick up all three children. We come home and then it's, what are we going to eat? You know, everybody's so watches. Okay. So I know this is going to sound horrible, okay. but hey, I'm not I'm ever sure going to deny it. Only mommy. You know, when people are like, you know, my I don't have a TV in my house and my no, kids bullshit. do not watch TV. Bullshit. Yeah, my kids watch a lot of TV because I, without a... Tom and Jerry and, <laughs> you know. Thank you, Looney Tunes. We yeah, appreciate without that. Without half of these cartoon characters, I wouldn't be able to survive. So I turn on the TV as soon as we walk through the door. You know, they'll have a quick snack. We'll figure out dinner and then we eat, bathe, you know, do whatever we have to do. Let them yep. play. They yep. tear it up. I scream all night. And then by 7.30, everyone is in bed. So bedtime, 7.30. 7.30 is go to bed and chill out. Relax and then, time. Like, right. Relax. Wind That's down. when you're going to get your last few minutes of TV. They are still, and I don't care, on hot bottles bef- before bedtime. Okay, so you give them bottles before. That's to calm them down. This like is hot something milk that they just, you know have been doing since they were born and I'm not ready for that fight yet. So okay. I'm not taking, <laughs> I, I'm not ready for that, that take away that bottle from them. Cause you know, they're about to be four You're years like, old. Look, I'm not taking that shit away. When you sleep with us, Mm-mm. you can deal with nighttime without the bottle. Mm-mm. Okay. When they can take, you know, uh, uh, the milk out the refrigerator themselves, then I'll take away that <laughs> bottle because I am oh, not dang, having that fight. Sylvia, that's like, oh, like, dang. well then, <laughs> Oh, well, Oh, you can so get your own milk <laughs> by eight. Luckily for me, by eight o'clock, um, everyone is sleeping. Everyone is in bed and that's it. And then eight o'clock is when I do all of my things. Right. I wash whatever clothes I need to wash. I wash the dishes. I'll get everything ready for the next morning. Right. And so then, it's like next day prep. And so I think one uh, the biggest advice I could give to people who have twins and maybe even those who don't have twins is routine schedule routine. I don't know how I would survive if. If they are not in bed by eight o'clock, I don't know what I would do. Okay, so let's talk about your Saturdays and Sundays, oh, right? Where yeah. you're not getting up early in the morning. They don't have any place. I still get to up go. early in the morning. Okay, but not but but not by like you. Have to yeah, go I don't have to go anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. How, what Saturdays and Sundays? So Saturday- bedtimes. Do your routine stay the so, same yes. at bedtimes? Well, on Saturdays, on on Fridays and Saturdays, it's kind of 
my oldest will fall out whenever she wants. So, all right, be in bed by midnight, and that's all I really care about. The girls are usually in bed by 9 o'clock, so they get an extra hour on Fridays and Saturdays. But on Saturdays, they're up at like 6 o'clock in the morning ready to go, right? Mm, Energizer buddies. So my routine is probably not as um, strict on Fridays and Saturdays as it is the rest of the week. And then Sunday is the Sunday is back, back to normal. normal. Yeah. You got to get ready for the next day. Yep, in bed okay. by eight, by 7.30. One of the other things I think is quite interesting about you or the fa- your family with the twins is the car struggle. Um, the struggle that they get in and out of the car. Oh my goodness. When I look me. at them and it's, it's like, it's almost hard to describe because you have to witness it. But when you witness it, you're like, what, what's, what's happening? going on? What's yeah. happening? Who's dying? So right. talk a little bit about your travels. Because- travels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this will be easy. We don't go anywhere. <laughs> that's, that's the, I don't, I, I try not to take them out alone. <laughs> And even if I take them out, I want to take them out with certain people who I know can help. So I won't <laughs> go out with everyone. And 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 a lot of that has to do with baby A, Celeste. She is a runner, so she'll just bolt off. Dart. She'll yeah. leave you. But even getting in the car, they don't like their car seats. They have They've never, never car liked seats, their car seats. So any kind of... And any kind long of car distance seat driving is never going to work. They can't really be in a car for anything more than like 10, 20 <laughs> minutes before they're starting. And now they're starting to know how to unstrap themselves. Yeah. So it's so, fighting to get out. Yeah. So we don't really make it out the house a lot. For me, it's not worth the fight. Uh, I, I tend to say, okay, you know, I don't really want to have to but do this. But what are they fighting about in the car? The, the, the idea of being strapped in or the yep. idea of being in the car kind of yes. secluded? Well, you know, one it's a car. No, it, I mean, it's a car. So they want to drive. Oh, you know, they want to sit next to Samantha. You know, they want to play with the music. Oh, you know, my iPad's not working. Or it could be the air, right? So yeah. it could be anything. Who knows what's going to trigger them? How was it for them developmentally? Because I know that they were... Um, small and they yep. were born before time. Yep. Maybe talk a little bit about development. Are they have they been following the curve? Yes. Um, how are they doing with like their growing and their learning? Give people kind of some insights. On so that. usually it takes about the first year or two for preemies to kind of get Catch back up. on right, yeah. get back on board. Your doctor will tell you, okay, you know. They're a little bit under right now, but by the time they turn one, they should be back on track. So fortunately for my girls, though they were nine weeks early, we had no developmental problems. We had no kind of health issues. They kind of were just small babies and that was it. So the first year of developing was, you know, actually pretty normal. By their first birthday, they were right on track. Because they're still pretty small babies. So that is the only thing. So like developmental, you know, like mentally, they're fine. You know, physically, they're fine. However, they are small children. So I think Celeste on last check was like 30 pounds and Sydney is like 31 pounds. So they're really almost four years years old. old. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of small weight wise but so like when you see them they look really really skinny but they eat like they eat really really well but for some reason they just they're just gonna be small girls for now how are they in school like do you what are like people who are around them like their babysitter's name is honey and i know honey loves them and they love honey how are they with so honey has her favorites Mm -hmm. because like i said um, i think every let's talk about that (laughs) I think everybody Are has we recording their this? I can't put this on. There's like the in, in our family there's the Sims favorite and um 
Oh, who's the favorite? Who's the fa- I, I think I think Sally is everyone's favorite, but I think it's because she's just so rambunctious. She's just ha- she has that personality. She's I actually I per- none of them are my favorite. Let's just so be I'm gonna be clear. honest. I'm the mother of all three of them. I have my favorite. I can tell you right now who's my favorite. Samantha's definitely my favorite. Those twins are not my favorite. They're just <laughs> <laughs> they're crazy. I love them, but they. I think as a mother, I'm going to be honest. I have my favorite at different times. (laughs) Each of them are my favorites at different times, right? Celeste, although she is more crazy, she gives me most of my love. So yeah, she'll, you know, she'll jump off the table, but then she'll come to me and she'll want love and she'll want kisses. And at that very moment, I mean, that's the best thing in the world. Sydney could be my favorite because I could leave her sitting there and I can cook dinner without her looking for me and she won't pull the dog's tail or anything like Samantha. She's my favorite because I can give her something to do and I know that she's going to do it. She'll follow my directions, but she's also almost my preteen. So she's full of all of those emotions emotions and 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 at any given time, I'm ready to kill either one of them. I like, I like Sydney because I often feel like, oh, everybody's just paying so much attention to Sally that we forget about Sydney yeah, no. because she's just so <laughs> self-sufficient. And so Sydney, I'm like, oh, and she's such, she's just so and, quiet. But she, and and just, she doesn't care. She's, yeah, very she's not looking for your attention. <laughs> so you don't really have to be you know feeling a type of way because she does not do strangers she does not really talk on the phone she's not giving anybody smiles yeah she's just not that kind of kid but selly i love her because she's just fun like she is fun she's the girl that that you want to yeah she's well for me because i get to go home she's the she's the girl you want to go out and party with she is just fun around the house everything she does is I will tell her, no, don't do that. And she would definitely do it anyway. Yeah. But with this squirk, like this, her face is like. Yeah, she'll make these faces. Her faces. And she runs. She makes me tired the most. She makes me tired. I always have to chase her around. So is she your favorite of the twins? This sounds like she's your favorite. I don't, I'm telling. I don't think I have a favorite of the twins. Let's just be clear. I, none of those are my favorite. I just like them, as you said, maybe for different reasons. Yeah. They, make, they make it fun. But. I think that overall, they're just, they're good kids to have. They're definitely ups and downs to having twins. Okay. So let's wrap things up and maybe tie things around. Um, What is some advice you want to give to mothers out there who might be right now pregnant with twins? Do you want to, you know, give them any tips? Do you want to tell them anything? What, what are they about to expect? And I don't know. Let, let's let's be clear. Like we don't know how people out there who have boys, right? Oh, maybe, I don't know anything about maybe boys. Maybe twin boys are a little bit differently. Yeah, maybe we'll try to find someone who has twin boys and or see, someone who has like a boy and a girl and kind of yeah, see how that might be different. But what what what's some advice you think um, you can give new mommies who are about to have some twins? Get as much help as you need, but and ask for it. Don't be afraid to ask for that help, mommies. But. Eventually, you're going to have to do it alone. So don't put off, you know, being responsible on your own as long as you can. You know what I mean? Eventually, it's going to just be you when everyone leaves. So kind of just don't put that off. Do you think there's any misconceptions they are out there about having twins? Yeah, that is fun. It's not fun. (laughs) That's, that's of course, that is fun. Damn. I don't wish that on anyone. I'm a single mother and I don't know how anybody would do it. I think that people are, are lucky dog shit. Lucky if they have a partner and a husband and someone that can help them know how they would, 
do it without any help. But if they can, I mean, more power to you. That's fabulous. And then I just think of the life that we have with the twins right now. Mm -hmm. And I say, imagine if there was triplets. Like, how do people do it when they have more? Yeah, like Octomom with all of those kids. Like John and K plus eight. Like, yeah, but they had help. But still, like at the end of the day, when everyone goes home, that's you and all those monsters together. Yeah, I don't know. I would run away. I would leave them all in the <laughs> house. No, no. And I would Eight? Run away. There's no way. Eight of yeah. them? No way. So, so I mean, my else? advice would just be, you know, one day at a time, try to stick to the same schedule that you come out of the hospital with, you know, when you're doing feedings and changings. That's really important. That'll be helpful. Take as much help as you can get. And, you know, there really is no plan. You, you're going to think that this is the right way to do things, but... You're going to see that, you know, a lot yeah, of things everything change. Is, everything yeah. is different. Every know? day, day to day. I mean, that's all mommies, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you always have a plan, but shit changes. But it all changes. <clears throat> okay. So I like to wrap up these podcasts with some special questions for different people that I interview. Oh boy. So I guess my question for you is what does motherhood mean to you? What do you think about motherhood when you think about your life what it has become and like with your babies what what do you think motherhood is to you if someone had to define motherhood for or- so so if i have to define motherhood i would define it as just you know um trying to give these kids the tools and and helping them grow into the kind of people and adults yes. that the world needs. We so don't want to raise no killers. I'm here. not doing this because I just love kids so much, right? Like I'm not a mother because I I just I felt like I needed to be a mother all my life. That's really not how it happens, you know. But for me, motherhood is I, I want to see when you make a mistake, you admit your mistake. I want to see. You know, if there's a kid in in school that people are not being nice to, that you are going to be that type of person that goes to that kid and be their friend. I want to see that everything that I'm I'm mm-hmm. teaching you is going so to like raise some responsible. I people. need to, yeah. The world mm-hmm. needs responsible, open minded kind of leaders and women. Black girl magic. Uh, that's yeah. what I'm trying to raise. Motherhood to me is that I'm going to yeah. kiss your boo boos. I'm going to yell at you. I'm going to scream at you. I'm going to love you. And then I'm going to send you into the world, you know, with with a brain that, you know, we're all equal and be nice. Amen. Amen. So last but not least, mm-hmm. what's for dinner? <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> okay. Did you really? <laughs> okay. So let's talk about this. People, you need to know this about my sister and I. We have this special bond, right? Listen, people always ask me, you and your sister are always together. Aren't you guys tired of being together? You guys are always talking. Aren't you guys tired of talking? No, bitch. Look, um, sometimes I am tired (laughs) of your ass. Let's get that straight. Sylvia is the first person I speak to in the morning. She always texts me. Always the last person that we speak to at night. We finish we finish each other's sentences and thoughts. So it's definitely that sibling bond every day, every day, every single day. The question I ask her is what's What's for for dinner? dinner? And I'm, I think I ask a lot of people that I ask a lot of my close friends that you'll just get random texts from me. Like, Hey, what's for dinner? And I'm looking for ideas. I'm looking (laughs) for suggestions. I I love to cook, but I really want to know what you're feeding your family. Like, I'm really interested to hear what people are feeding. Something frozen. You know, (laughs) it's going to be something I have to. So this is Sylvia's answer. Something frozen. Some Some, kind of hot pocket. Something frozen. You know, I mean, my kids aren't going to eat what I put on the plate anyway. So, (laughs) and my answer is always what, Sylvia? Uh, It's always some kind of like soup 
or veggies, nothing that sounds hey, good. Is good. I'm always like, I don't know, quinoa, some all Yeah, quinoa. Uh, it's, well, it ain't quinoa. And my answer is always something frozen or burgers. But or, sometimes it be like that, right, people? When you have twins and- I don't have time to cook every day at 5.30 at night. It's no judgment. I just think it's fun to always hear, even if it's the same thing, I want to hear yeah. it. And so I always ask, and I- I think that if you're a good friend of mine, I've probably asked you this several times. times. And so this question is not new to you, but I always want to know what's for dinner. So tonight's dinner on the menu is Chef Boyardee spaghetti and meatballs. (laughs) (laughs) I will let my eldest choose between beefaroni and ravioli and then she'll feel like she had a hand in making dinner. Oh, I have oh. no clue what's for dinner tonight. We'll figure it out when yeah, we get there. Yeah, I don't there. know. It's still, <laughs> it's, like a, it's still like 1130. Yeah, We're taping. I have no idea. But I'm going to be texting you later to ask you that. So I'm be sure. warned. Okay. All right. Anything else you want to That is all. Say? Thank Close you up? for having me on your podcast. No, I'm thank really you excited so much. that you're getting I'm really started. excited. And thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to A Different Kind of Mommy. And this was the Mothering Multiples episode. Have a good day. Thanks, Bye. Guys.